What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am the Slow Chemical. Today is Sunday. Yes, I know. Um, this was last. This was actually planned after I recorded the the Loki season finale episode on Wednesday. It's actually still Wednesday as I'm recording, and I was thinking about. It. I was like, you know, I have these thoughts about money in the bank. I don't want. I hate. When you like listen to someone who's like, yeah, I, I, I was thinking that, <laughs> you know, and I constantly tell people like, now I talk to a lot of people, but the people I do talk to sometimes, I'm like, hey, well, this would be a cool idea. And they're like, why don't you say it on the show? And I'm like, you know what? I just don't think about it because it's a Monday show and I, I don't know. But either way, I'm, I, some of you know, because I think I said it on the show already, but I'll announce it again. This Saturday and Sunday, I will be at Comic Palooza. I have a panel on Sunday from 1030 to 1130. I'll be walking around, working, busy, all freaking weekend in Houston. Um, And so, that's where I'll be. So, that's why this show is happening on Sunday and not Monday. Because by the time I land, I'm going to probably be jet-lagged, tired, just going to try to get some rest, call it a day. Um, So, I'm recording this now, and it's going to just drop Sunday before Money in the Bank. And then what I'm thinking about doing is... Either following up with my thoughts on Money in the Bank on a Wednesday show. But, as I said that, and here's why I'm having the struggle right now. They just dropped the trailer for Season 3 of Titans. So, I want to give my thoughts on that. For those of you who don't know or just new to, to the channel. I reviewed the first two seasons of Titans early in the archive. So, check that out. Um, I am going to watch Season 3. Um, there's a bunch of stuff I want to get to. But, I've only watched it once. So what I'm thinking about doing is recording, like watching it a few more times and then recording it and then figuring out everything else as I go. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I, as you guys know, I hate mixing the shows. The transitions are terrible. I just hate doing it. So I will figure it out. We will get to my thoughts on that, though. Um, so anyways, right now, today on the Sunday show, which is going to be the Monday show. We're going to talk about AEW Fighter Fest Night 1. And we're going to talk about Minded Bank predictions. And my thoughts on some booking and how, what I think would be cool. You know? Um, but let's start with AEW Fighter Fest 1. I thought it was a decent show. Um, nothing too special. Um, it was definitely a dynamite, obviously. But I mean, um, it was. It, those. These full crowds, man, they're crazy. And someone did ask me, email me. Matter of fact, Jeremy. Jeremy was the one who won the the, the contest uh, last week on episode 100. He picked the MJF, which is awesome because I just got a notification that my MJF from uh, Series 6 is actually on the way with my Sheeta. So I will get those two next week sometime. So I already mailed him, mailed it off. But he asked me a question. He was like how... Um, what are my what was the question? Let me I might need to, might need to look at my email. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he asked me my thoughts. I remember now. He asked me my thoughts on full crowds and if I was going to all out. And I was like, honestly, I gotta see how it is. All out sold out in the pre-sale. So yeah, I'm not. I mean, I could look on the the, the secondary markets. I just. I just hate giving secondary markets money. I really do. It's in at this point it's a stubborn thing. At this point it's an ego thing. I can admit that. I'm okay with that. And whatever, you know. 
we all have our rules air quotes i guess right um but yeah probably not but i really do i'm going to go to an all-out before it's all said and done um it just depends you know i'll, I'll figure it all out but the, these full crowds man they're hot and they are letting people know what they like and this i'm gonna start off with the uh it, this is not gonna be in order but the ricky starks versus brian cage match that crowd was hot for ricky starks it's his first match in months he's obviously had a neck injury but they were hot for him and and this is what wwe is going to contend with now is hearing the voices of the people and saying hey we might need to make some change-ups you know which is a luxury they have had not had to which is something they have not to deal with not luxury to them it's not luxury but it's something that they haven't had to deal with for 15 16 months so we'll see how that goes but uh the big swerve in this was the fact that uh, Team Taz has kicked out Brian Cage. Brian Cage will be the face, obviously. That's what that's what they were going. But Ricky Starks is the new FTW champion. It's not real title lineage or anything, but um, that is where they're going with it. And Brian Cage will now feud against them, which is cool. Let's get something all, all of them something to do. I thought the match was decent, you know. Uh, but let's start at the very beginning now. Match that happened before this to open the show. John Moxley defending the NG. Um, I, I don't know why I try to do the initials because I can't do it. But it's a New Japan United States Championship. I love the fact that they are defending this and the fact that because Tokyo is in a state of emergency again. Who knows when he's going? I'm assuming they they don't want him to drop that belt unless he's dropping it to someone overseas in Tokyo. And who knows when he's going to be able to travel there. But the fact that he is so... I mean, he, could always, he could always go to the dojo in L.A. But the fact that John Moxley is so adamant about not forgetting this title. He's had for over 500 days. He won it from uh, Lance Archer at the Tokyo Dome, I believe, 14. That will come into play later on. But I love the fact that they're defending it. They're acknowledging it. They're acknowledging that the lineage of it, um, the history of it. Um, and so to me, this is just one of those things that... It's going to be a cool footnote. Yeah, he, he had the bell as long as he did because um, of the pandemic. But at the same time, they could have asked him to drop it. I'm sure Moxley would have dropped it to Kenta. You know, but the fact is they want him to drop it overseas. They know how important it is to keep themselves on national television as they don't have a national TV sponsor right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just cool that he's willing to do that, that, that the AEW is willing to do it. Um, this was a decent match here. I didn't think Anderson was going to win this match, but he, Moxley did win. But the most important thing is he's the, he's wrestling on both nights of Firefest. As Lance Archer says, it's time for his rematch. He wants a Texas Death Match for the U.S. title. I'm like, I'm all in for that too. I'm definitely all in for that. But I love how the click once again they're showing the importance of this, this this title that he has. And he carries it everywhere with him now. So I just think that's pretty cool. Um, we had uh, Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. Now, I didn't... They said in the hype up to this match that C Christian had never defeated Matt Hardy in a one-on-one -on -one match. I have not done my research yet. I'm recording this maybe an hour after watching Dynamite or Fighter Fest. I need to do my research. I would. I, I'm pretty sure Edge and Christian always beat the Hardys. <laughs> that there's certain things in life that are guaranteed. Death taxes and the Hardys are gonna lose to the Christian and Edge. Um, 
But either way, that changed here. Christian got the win. And then something interesting happened at the very end. Uh, Luchasaurus put him, Christian, on his shoulders. Christian was, like, super surprised by it. You just kind of look at Jungle Boy. He looked up like, hmm. It, he looked like, uh, I don't think they're going to turn Jungle Boy heel. That, that would be crazy. But I can't remember who it was. It was someone else that was talking to me. They, and they felt like Christian was is going to make a heel turn on Jungle Boy. And I'm like, interesting. I don't see it coming yet. But you know what? I'm all for heel Christian. I am all for it. So, anyways, that's something to watch out for. Sammy Guevara defeated Utah. Utah looked, I mean, this was, they weren't going nowhere near the pace they could go. This was definitely half speed for them, both of them. Um, and, and I'm assuming because they had a, a strict time limit um but for what it was it was decent i guess but you can tell they were not going at full strength so i'll hold off my thoughts on it so i see it um yuka defeated penelope ford in her return to aew um whatever that move she did a splash at the end where she jumped on the ropes and did the, the turnaround splash the, the, the move before that, it was a spinning face buster, essentially. She clearly killed Penelope Ford, um, but it was it, it looked great. Um, but that was fun. Um, now to, we're going to get to the stuff that I really, really liked. Well, after this, MJF attacks Chris Jericho, says that next week starts his journey to... And this obviously is playing out until All Out when they're going to have their one-on-one match, which Jericho's still going to lose. But next week, it'll be Sean Spears, who is jacked. Did you see his arms? He is jacked. Uh, he looks fantastic. Um, it's going to be Sean Spears versus Chris Jericho. And Sean Spears can use chairs, and Jericho can't. Um, there's ways of getting around that, though. Drop toe hold as he's running with the chair. He hits the chair face, whatever. Um, Jericho, this is obviously leading to All Out. I'm looking forward to... I mean, this, this feud gives everyone something to do. Um, but I'm still maintaining. I'm still maintaining. Adam Page takes that belt from Omega. MJF takes that belt from Page. Don't know when, but they need something for MJF to do until he gets that world championship. Um, but this is the stuff I like the most. You have Cody calling out Malachi Black. They're calling him Tommy in. They're calling him everything. Um, but he calling him out. These two come out. Uh, Malachi Black comes out. They brawl. Everyone's like telling them to let them fight, let them fight. This will be, I don't know when this is happening. We're a month and a half away from All Out. Can they hold out? <clears throat> I have more faith in them. Let me take a quick sip of Diet Coke. I have more faith in them than I would WWE. Um, <clears throat> and I do think, excuse me, I do think that match is too big to have on a regular dynamite. And, <coughs> oh my goodness, I'm about to die on air. Um, get some water, I guess. That probably wasn't a smart move to drink Diet Coke as I'm talking. Anyways, sorry about that. Um, I just, I think that match is too big. His debut match is too big to happen on a regular Dynamite. It could happen on Rampage, but Rampage is a taped show. Only time it's going to be live is when it's a lead-in to a live pay-per-view. Remember, there's only four pay-per-views a year for Dynamite, uh, for AEW, excuse me. Um, so, I don't, 
I don't know. Um, I think they should hold off until All Out. Though. That should be the match. That's a marquee match at All Out. You don't want to blow your load before. And I believe AEW can do that. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. But this was fun to see a fired up Cody. The one thing everyone's noticing is Black has on all black. <coughs> Jeez. And Cody has on all white. Clear distinction. But look here. I, I think this would be a fun match. But Cody, I'm a huge fan. I know, like anyone, I've been saying this all week. Cody has to lose that match. Malachi Black has to win. Next, you have Hangman Page out. He wants a challenge, but the elite cut him off. They say he's a traitor, all this good stuff. Right before they think they're going to jump him, the Dark Order runs out, and Kenny Omega makes a challenge. It says, next week, five on five elimination rules. Omega says, if we win, the Dark Order gets a shot at the World Tag Team Championships, and I get a shot at the World Championship. But Omega counters. If you guys win, if the, if the elite wins, Everyone, you get nothing. You know, even if you're number one contender, you do not get a shot at the world championship. Now, here's why I don't think you want to overbook this. I, Dark Order, first of all, I loved how they were like, oh, you might not want to do this, uh, Hangman. Uh, he's like, no, the Dark Order doesn't turn down anything, which I love that he said the Dark Order because he's, he's in the fucking group at this point. He's the leader. You know, let's just get that out the way. But I don't because... If they have Dark Order lose this, they're in real jeopardy of booking this like WWE did Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston before their WrestleMania matches a few years ago, a couple years ago. They just made things more convoluted and complex to get to the actual goal. We know the match is going to happen. Omega versus Hang uh, versus uh, Hangman's going to happen. You can have that World Tag Team title match on a random episode of Dynamite. That's fine. Whatever. They're not going to win. Or they could win as a feel-good moment. I don't... Either way. The point is, I don't think... And my issue is, I have a feeling that the Elite are going to win this match. Right? By trickery. Right? I don't... I think it's a mistake. I think you have Dark Order win. They give them the World Tag Team title match. They lose the World Tag Team title match. But then Omega keeps pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. His World Title fight until finally... Tony Khan or whoever says, look here, you've been pushing this off. If you do not defend the AEW World Heavyweight Championship at all out against Hangman of Page, you're being stripped of it and we're giving the belt to him. Don't, that, this is simple. I just have a feeling that the Elite are going to win and I don't think they should. I think that's a mistake. But I love this segment. I love what they're doing. I love the suspense that it's going to have. The fact that Hangman is all in with the Dark Order now. He went from not being sure to now he is all in and he just completely believes in this group. I love it. And last thing was the main event was a coffin match. The first time ever in AEW history, it main evented. It was only like a 13-minute match. Most of it was on freaking pitcher and pitcher. Uh, Sting and uh, Scorpio Sky got involved. Uh, Darby Allin won. And then at the end, this crazy madman does a coffin drop through the coffin on Ego uh, page. And I was just like... You knew he was going to do it because the match ended so abruptly, right? And by the way, he, he the bumps he took in this. He took the outsiders or the ego's edge, which is a razor's edge, onto the steel steps. Crazy. But then the match ended so abruptly. I was My first thought was this. It ended too abruptly. He's going to jump through the freaking coffin. Sure enough, he sure enough did. Ending, ending night one on this. But whatever. He's clearly just out of his 
freaking mind. But anyways, like I said earlier, this was all right. Um, I actually wasn't looking forward to Fighter Fest. I think Fighter Fest is like it's one of their specials, but to me, it's like a. I've never. I, I know there's been some good matches, but I've always felt like Fire Fest, like if Clash of Champions was like something that was must watch for WCW, what was the thing that wasn't must watch for? Like, because they had a couple specials. But whatever special they might have had with like New Japan, I never felt like it was must watch. I felt like Clash of Champions, it was always something, it always felt big, especially during the NWO era, right? And I know a few weeks ago, uh, last week was a year anniversary, uh, or years, 25 year anniversary of NWO. Um, but to me, Firefest is one of those things where I like the hype for it, but I don't necessarily think the matches live up to the hype because it's still a dynamite, if that makes any sense, you know? So, anyways, that's my thoughts on night one of Firefest. That was decent. You know, look, I am looking forward to, uh, the, the Moxley Archer death match, um, next week. And, and that's pretty much it. I'm also, look, like I said, this is the build up to their big pay-per-view. It's the, we are an official all-out season, right? Air quotes, air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes. I'm looking forward to the build-up, and we'll see if they do the right thing, or if they make this whole thing convoluted to get Hangman to the World Heavyweight Championship, so I'm excited for that. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to do Money in the Bank predictions, but as I'm doing Money in the Bank predictions, I'm going to then fantasy book what I think will be the best thing to happen in those matches, and I'm only going off the matches that I have in front of you that have been announced. So that's only one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. It's only seven matches, which I think is going to be about it because it's only a three-hour show, which is, thank God for that. But I'm going to do my prediction first and then fantasy book it out. Follow? Follow. Lashley versus Kofi. After what happened on Monday night where a huge upset, Xavier Woods pinned Bobby Lashley. And this isn't Bobby Lashley that was feuding with Sami Zayn. This isn't Bobby Lashley that was married to Lana. This is Bobby Lashley, the killer, the WWE champion. Xavier Woods pinned him. He has every right to be in the finals at King of the Ring tournament whenever it happens. But this is going to, this, this match is going to be, it's, I know it's going to be longer than seven, eight man match, but it should only be a five to seven, eight man match. Lashley should absolutely kill Kofi Kingston after this and just destroy him. Lashley did go off on MVP. He said no more women, no more games. And by the way, we did have, a, a for the first time in what, 20, uh, 24 years? Yeah, 24 years. We had uh, someone that showed up on WWE TV and another promotions TV on the same night, even though it was technically YouTube. It was still an AEW show. I can't remember her name right now, but she was on as one of the ladies ladies of the night um, on WWE. At the same time, she was on Dark Elevation, so good for her. But to me, Kofi may get in one or two hits, but he needs to be destroyed. And I love Kofi. I really do. And I hated what they did with him and Brock, but Lashley needs to get his steam back. And I don't, I have no clue who he's facing at SummerSlam, but he needs to absolutely destroy Kofi Kingston. So I'm going to say this match, even though I believe it's going to go 10 plus minutes, I think it needs to go like six, seven minutes with nothing but Kofi Kingston getting tormented and destroyed by Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley retains the WWE Championship. 
the head of the table, Roman Reigns versus Edge. I said my thoughts last week. There's a huge six-man tag this week where the bloodline, the Usos and Roman, will face off against the Mysterios, the World Tag Team Champions on SmackDown, and Edge. Edge and Mysterios are winning this match, without a doubt. But here's what's going to happen in this match. Edge will think he has the match won. I'm doing air quotes again. He's going for a spear. Seth Rollins, who will have lost the Money in the Bank match earlier in the night, will be so pissed. One, Edge is confronting him. Two, he's he, he took his championship match. He screws over Edge. Helps out his old chill buddy. Screws over Edge. Carp stomp, boom. Reigns wins and Reigns retains. Now, here's what I know is not going to happen, but I think would be cool if it happened. As Roman Reigns is standing t- dominant over Edge, choking him out and everything, throws him down. He's holding up the Universal Championship. The bloodline is out. Paul Heyman is out. All you hear and with this live crowd is... John Cena's music hits. John Cena comes out. All you hear are the chants of, John Cena sucks. John Cena sucks. And all you hear and all you see is John Cena come out in a purple, gray, black, yellow, cheesy, whatever kind of shirt. And he just looks at Roman Reigns. And, he just, and they just do a stare down. And Reigns just looks over. And Reigns just is, puts his belt over. And all you see is Reigns say, acknowledge me. And Cena just looks at him, takes off his hat. Looks to the crowd and then roll credits. Don't have Cena go to the ring. Don't have him talk. Nothing. Have Cena come out at the end of Money in the Bank and you just have him stand on the stage. I think that would be perfect. But Reigns wins this match. You have Omos and AJ Styles defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against the Viking Raiders. Without a doubt, those tag team titles are going to the uh, RK Bro. So this is a filler match. Um, I'm giving it to Omos and Styles. Nothing else to be said about that. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, you would have to, and by the way, it's actually eight matches because Bianca Belair versus Carmella is going to happen. Let's get this out of the way. Carmella's not winning that belt. Bianca Belair is keeping it. I'm assuming her feud with Sasha will pick up, and that's that will be the match at SummerSlam. So let's move away from that. Rhea Ripley needs to win this match. We already know Flair has 12 to 13 to 14 to 18 to 17 to 21 to 200 title reigns. We know that. Rhea Ripley is yet to beat this woman. Rhea Ripley needs to win this match if you want to do anything with her. This feud has been weird. This feud has been stupid. Rhea Ripley needs to win. I'm betting on Rhea Ripley even though it wouldn't surprise me if Charlotte Flair lost. I mean, won. But I'm going with Rhea Ripley. Now, let's get to the last two matches, the Money in the Bank matches. Let's go with the women's first. We have Asuka, Naomi, Alexa, Nikki, Liv Morgan, Selena Vega, Natty, and a spot TBD. The rumor is Sonya Deville is going to put herself in this match. She's having her in-ring turn, an in-ring return almost a year after having a loser leaves town match against Mandy Rose. She's not winning, even if she gets. Let's just see. We're putting her in the match. She's not winning. And honestly, I'm looking at this landscape. Asuka just won Money in the Bank last year, which gave her the world championship because Becky Lynch was pregnant. Naomi's not winning. Natty's not winning. Tony Deville's not winning. 
I don't even think Selena Vega's winning. My dark horse that I'm going to choose. And before I say it, I'm going to take a swig of water. I'm going with Liv Morgan. I'm going with Liv Morgan to win this in a feel-good moment. I'm going with Liv Morgan. The men's. All eight men have been announced. You have Ricochet and John Morrison who are killing themselves on Raw. They're going to kill themselves in this match. <laughs> so I'm, they, they obviously leave. But you have Ricochet. You have John Morrison. You have Riddle. You have Drew McIntyre. You have Big E. You have Kevin Owens. You have Seth Rollins. And you have King Nakamura. I'm going with Big E. Even though I don't want to. But I'm going with Big E because Drew McIntyre, he was my original pick. But now that he's in this feud with Jinder, Jinder's so screwing him out of this match. Jinder is so screwing him out of this match. Ricochet and John Morrison are going to take each other out. They're going to do some crazy crap. They're going to take each other out. Same thing with Kevin Owens. How I see this ending is Seth Rollins climbing the ladder. Rollins is climbing. Rollins is climbing. He is this way, this close. Inches. I'm doing inches. He's inches. Away from getting his second Money in the Bank briefcase and becoming what Edge was and having two Money in the Bank briefcases. Even though Edge didn't win it in the Money in the Bank match, CM Punk's the only person to win two back-to-back Money in the Bank briefcases. Excuse me. He's closest, and all of a sudden, Big E just takes his leg, whops him down, round his shoulders, big ending. Big E climbs the ladder, grabs the briefcase. Big E is your Money in the Bank holder. 2021. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with Reigns to win, Lashley to win, Omos and Styles to win, Bianca Belair to retain, Rhea Ripley to attain, retain, Liv Morgan to win Money in the Bank for the women, and Big E to win Money in the Bank for the men. So, like I said, remember now, please don't hit me up. <coughs> please don't hit me up. Saying, where is the Monday show? This is Sunday, I understand it, but this is for the Monday show for this week because I am out of town. We will talk about the Wednesday show. And what I'm thinking about doing for Wednesday show is dissecting the Titans 3 trailer. And we're going to see when we can get Jonathan Nestor on. I know he's super busy now with some, some stuff. But we'll see when we can get him on so we can then dissect Loki. The theory. I, you guys should see some of the messages I have from him. He, If I was discombobulated... I don't even know what to call this guy. He 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 was having essentially brain, a brain aneurysm from from the, the confusion from this show. So that is the show. Enjoy your week. I will talk to you on Wednesday. I am the slow chemical. This is I see things a little differently, and we're out.